Thank you for listening to an audio resource from Stanwich Church, located in Greenwich and Stamford, Connecticut. The vision of Stanwich Church is to know Christ and make him known. The Old Testament lesson for today is from Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. This can be found on page 940 of your pew Bible. These words from the prophet Zephaniah describe God's salvation and deliverance for those who humble themselves before him in worship and obedience. A reading from Zephaniah chapter 3, beginning with the 14th verse. Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion, Shout, O Israel, rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all your oppressors, and I will save the lame and gather the outcasts, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you in, at that time when I gather you together, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Yes. Yes, may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. The slip of paper had fallen off. I kind of like that better. Yes. <laughs> Let's go with that. This is what it's going to be like, you know, in glory, when people from every corner of the earth will gather and sing songs like we just sang, Christ be magnified. At least that's what it says in the book of Revelation. People from every nation, tribe, and tongue will surround the throne upon which Jesus, the risen lamb, will sit, and we will say, holy, holy, holy. It's a little foretaste of glory today. We have a word uh, through our three-year chronological study of the Bible from Zephaniah that I want to dig into. And as we do that, let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My dad loves the Word of God. 
He always has. He grew up the son of a Baptist minister, and he grew up loving the word, and he loves the word to this day. And this scripture, Zephaniah 3, verse 17, is particularly meaningful to my dad. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. I know that this is particularly meaningful to my dad because at some point when I was young, he put it on a plaque on the wall. He had somebody write it in calligraphy. And does anyone here remember the 1980s? You do this thing where you'd have some, somebody write something and then you would burn the edges of the paper to make it look really old. Yeah. yeah. That's what this plaque is. And, and he glued that onto a wo- piece of wood. And it still is on the wall at the family cottage in Michigan as a banner over our lives. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. What a wonderful declaration to put over a household. The household that I grew up in in Holland, Michigan. I'd like to tell you more about this verse in the context of my life. But instead of you hearing more from me about this verse in my context, I thought we have all these missionaries from around the world. I'd rather have you hear from them. So I've invited three of our missionaries to come give brief testimony about this verse in their context. Is that okay with you? If I have a little help with my sermon, I'll bring up some folks. (laughs) First person I'd like to bring up is Arthur Kawala. Arthur and his wife, Becca, are visiting here today, and they're three littles. Uh, Arthur is with the Pastors Discipleship Network. It trains and equips ministers in Uganda. Welcome, Arthur. The pulpit is yours. It's really good to be here. Thank you so much for having us and uh, for continuing to pray with us. This past summer, we were able to travel to Uganda and specifically to the West Nile region and spend time with uh, a group of youth leaders there. And our hope and prayer was that the truth uh, revealed by God's word amid us man's struggles uh, for understanding that it will be taught and that they will embrace that, but also to experience this fellowship with God's army of leaders that is passionate about bringing the gospel to these African communities. And so we were really excited and we got there, I think, for the first four nights. We spent a night in different places as we traveled from one place to another. Uh, But getting there and spending time with these youth leaders, uh, I remember some of the questions that they asked. They were really excited to have us there. And one of the youth leaders asked a question and he said, you know what? I have been trying to correct the behavior in this young person, but it seems like it is not working. They're stubborn, they're rejecting it, and they're not embracing it. And and another one asked, I've been trying to share this vision with my leaders and tell them that this is where I want us to go, but it looks like they they have refused to embrace it. And you could hear the burden and the weight of the pain that they are dealing with, that they are carrying as they come to this place. They have the passion, yet the burden uh, of feeling like I am failing and I am struggling and I'm not getting to where I'm going um, is just so heavy on their hearts. 
And so when we got there, that was like the homes, like, yes, we have all of these questions and we need answers. And it looks like God has provided you for an answer. And so the joy of knowing that we have help was just so amazing. And so, you know, when we get excited in, in, in Africa, especially in Uganda, it's not just joy. It's just like there's three phases to this. Let me tell you, okay? There is, there is the singing. People begin to sing and, and then people begin to, to, to rejoice and, and, and to, to dance and they begin to celebrate. Because for us, uh, every fellowship is a reason to shout for joy. And when people gather together, we need to shout for joy. Or every achievement is a reason to shout for joy. Or uh, every good thing must be celebrated with joy. Or every moment of goodness, you have to shout for joy because that is just a beautiful moment of experiencing God at work. And when I say shouting for joy, uh, what I mean is people actually rise up and they begin to sing different songs and to dance, okay? And they're different dances depending on where they're coming from. And so some people, you will see them. Uh, I, I just, this is one of the songs that I just wanted to share. And they begin to shake their shoulders. It's like, woo! <laughs> and, and, and if they're from the center, then they will shake their waist. It's like, wow, this is beautiful. And if they're from the west, then they are jumping and stomping their feet. It's like it's joy. And then there's this one beautiful thing that they like to do, which is the shout. It's a special and unique shout. And they go, and it's the waving of the hand over the people. It's like, I see you. I, I'm just excited that you are here. And so I want to rejoice over you. And I'm going to wave this hand over you while I shout and express my joy. And so being in that space, and when I was looking at Zephaniah 3.17, I was thinking about that image that came to my mind, and I'm thinking, wow, he rejoices over us. What a beautiful thing. And this image is in my mind. And it's just, I, I just wanted to share that and just leave that with you. And you think about God rejoicing over you. What comes to mind? I will not be dancing for you. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll ever read Zephaniah again without picturing God rejoicing over us in that. I think that's actually how he's doing it. Really, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Arthur. Next, we have um, Fred Farouk. Fred and his wife, Annette, are, are here. They actually live in upstate New York, but they travel around the world with Elam Fellowship. And Fred uh, trains missionaries who serve Muslims who are coming to know the love of Jesus Christ. Welcome, Fred. Well, it's great to be here, and I thank Pastor Nathan and Maury and the whole missions team. You've got a great missions team here serving. Uh, it's an exciting time, and my, my testimonial here is that uh, I was, uh, my family background is Iranian. I lived in Iran when I was small. I was born and raised Muslim, and as Muslims, uh, we didn't believe in a personal or loving God that would be in the midst of his people, as it says in Zephaniah 3.17. Uh, and, uh, and we tried to, in a way, save ourselves by our own good deeds, praying prayers, and doing Islamic obligations, but not ever knowing 
that when this life was over and we would face the day of judgment, whether our good deeds would outweigh our bad deeds and whether we would enter into heaven. And in my life, the, the, the script flipped, if you will, when I was a college student. I got a chance to read the Bible. In doing that, I fell in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, in, in uh, Binghamton, New York, where I was a student, and ultimately I met Annette at the uh, college group there. Her background is Ukrainian. Uh, we, uh, we ended up uh, learning this chorus that was based on Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is in your midst, the, might, the mighty one who saves. And you know, when, when Pastor Nathan sent us the notice, I said, you know, that chorus is amazing because for those of us from Muslim background to understand that the Lord our God would be in our midst, a personal God who loves us, who saves us, who rejoices over us, it's such wonderful good news. And as I was reflecting, uh, just being here this morning, myself from Muslim background, Dr. Ahmed Awad from Jesus for Muslims, Pastor Daud Azango from uh, Living Waters Church, three not only Muslim background people that have gotten saved, but that are in ministry. And I believe you have another one of your uh, ministries in Gaza that's led by Muslim background people. So truly, we are living in a day of harvest when Muslims are coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and, uh, and we believe more harvest is yet to come. So we are thanking God that he is in our midst, that he has saved us and he is rejoicing over, over us. And I'll just say yes, I won't try the yee, yee, yee. So. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. So Arthur came from uh, Uganda today. Fred travels around the world to places like Turkey and other um, majority Islamic nations. And next we have a missionary from a far off exotic land called North Stamford, Connecticut. <laughs> North Stamford, Connecticut. Come on up, Hayden. 17 year old. And um, Hayden is what we call a local missionary, just like all of you. Uh, he serves every Sunday in our children's wing, leading the, the little ones. And um, he also went on the West Virginia mission trip last summer with our youth group, which you're going to hear about from him in just a moment. I just love being led by the youth. This is happening in our church. Catherine, our worship leader this morning with the guitar, she's in the eighth grade. And she's leading the congregation in worship. So I don't want to hear another cynical word about kids these days. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, because they're leading us well. So Hayden, tell us about this verse in your context. All right. So as Pastor Nathan said, my name is Hayden Miller. I am a senior in high school and a student in the Stanwich um, Student Ministry Program at this church. Um, in our group, we like to find opportunities to serve others within our community and sometimes even beyond. Back in August, about 25 high schoolers and youth leaders traveled to West Virginia on a little adventure called the Appalachian Service Project. Let me tell you, God was our guide on that trip, but we still had our fair share of struggles and trials along the way that ultimately built our faith and our character. Our patience was tested when one of our cars received a flat tire on the trip out. Endurance and strength were needed when one of our work teams struggled to remove an impossibly heavy cast iron bathtub from their work site. <laughs> My work crew and I struggled to stay positive when our tools broke and we ran out of supplies on the last day. With just a few hours left, we had to trust God's timing and we had to get everything done. There were times when it seemed like everything was against us and we wanted to give up. But in the end, the Lord was with us. 
Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst. It also says that he will rejoice in your gladness. Through every miracle and small victory, we saw God in our midst. And just like in this passage, he was rejoicing with us in every miracle and little happy moment. The car was quickly repaired and even arrived at the camp before everyone else. The heavy bathtub was cut into pieces and removed, and a beautiful new shower was made. My crew and I learned a valuable lesson about perseverance when we just finished building the wheelchair in time despite the broken tools and missing supplies. The Lord was in our presence, and he saved us from our fears and our failures, from the spontaneous dance parties to working on a roof under the hot sun, from going on runs ridiculously early in the morning to learning how to operate work tools in the pouring rain. God was always with us. And at times when we struggled to find the answer, we didn't know how to do something we needed. We were calmed by the loving presence of the Holy Spirit reminding us that everything we did was for the glory of God. We weren't the strongest team going into this mission. Most of us didn't really know each other too well, and we even struggled to get along at times. But as the week progressed, we grew closer together and to God. We were able to put aside our differences and impact people's lives in ways we will never forget. We watched as a smile grew on the face of a little girl who struggled with disability. We built a wheelchair ramp for an elderly woman as she prepared to go to her granddaughter's wedding. And one of the homeowners had opened up to one of our teams about his struggles and hardships in life. He was so touched by the crew's willingness to serve that at the end of the week, he gave everything he had and he gave us all these beautiful little candles to remind us of our time in West Virginia. He even gave Tracy Agro, the leader of the kids' wing at this church, a beautiful quilt that was very special and meaningful to him. Tracy had been there for him on that entire week, and she was the one who talked about all of these problems with him. I saw beautiful friendships form among the team and with the people that we had were serving. It was truly remarkable to witness as we all came together under one accord as brothers and sisters in Christ to serve others, to know God, and to make him known. Thank you. Pastor Richard Williams is one of our mission partners. He's here today. He's the director of Pivot Ministries in Bridgeport. He's going to lead us to the table. He's going to lead us to communion in just a moment. But before we go there, I wanted to give all of us a moment to reflect on this amazing promise of God in our own context, whether it's around the world or across the street, in the coffee shop, in the cubicles at work, in the car line at school, in family gatherings. So I'm going to read this one more time, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to each one of us the promises and the truth of his word in our context because he's called all of us, all of us, to be missionaries for his gospel, for his love. So let's hear this prayerfully and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal its application in our lives. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing.
Amen. To learn more about the mission and vision of Stanwich Church and how you can get involved, please visit stanwichchurch.org.